Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Wheat Among the Tares, our live broadcast brought to you from Lexington, South Carolina, Gethsemane Baptist Church, and we are glad that you are with us here this morning. We appreciate you doing so. Pastor Williamson, welcome back, sir. Yes, sir. Good morning, and uh, good morning to all you that are out there listening this morning. We appreciate him being back. He's been gone for a couple of weeks, but thankful that he is back with us. We do have a special guest this morning. Councilman Adam Matthews. He'll be with us in just a moment. Pastor, we wanted to first of all address an ongoing issue and, and story that has been going on for quite a while there, and it's out of Canada, and uh, it is uh, dealing with uh, Pastor James Coates, and uh, they're in um, Alberta, Canada. Uh, the government had sh- totally shut down his church because of the, quote, health situation there with the COVID-19 and whatnot. And uh, we had followed, first of all, his court case back in May of this year, and uh, it lasted for two days. And the judge at that time decided not to render any kind of decision. Uh, But, Pastor, what he did was he put off his decision until um, June the 7th. And, um, And I'm reading now, folks, from... Uh, what is uh, what came out of that particular meeting or that that uh, trial? Um, but it from the Justice Center of Constitutional Freedoms, which represented uh, Pastor Coates in this particular situation. But they said they're disappointed with today's ruling from the Provincial Court of Alberta in the ongoing trial of Pastor James Coates of Grace Life Church. Uh, Judge Robert Scheigick, I believe is the way it's pronounced, delivered an oral ruling this morning rejecting Pastor Coates' arguments that the Public Health Act ticket he received on the 20th of December of last year for holding church services as normal violated multiple charter rights. And uh, it James Car or John Carpe, he is the attorney that represented uh, Mr. Pastor Coates. He said this, it's obvious that government restrictions on people's freedom to worship, assemble, and associate associate rather, are violated by health orders that prevent normal, regular church services from taking place. And Pastor, you and I both have discussed this at yes, length, and, um, and, your, and your take on this, if you would, uh, was the fact that we ought to obey God rather than man yes, because sir. it's clearly it, it clearly states in the scriptures and you've put it very well How, why don't you lay that out again for everybody just the fact that uh, you know we have a mandate from god to meet yeah absolutely we've got a uh, we've got a uh, mandate from the lord scripturally that the bible you know commands us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together as a matter of some is amen and it is not the right of the government to tell us that we can assemble or not assemble and that's why in closed countries people assemble and they have to do it underground that's right they continually assemble and then they're persecuted and we know this there's there's the scientific evidence that is the government in Alberta has failed from reading this article to even present in the case. It's just left up to people's opinions and left up how they feel about it, you know, yep. and making certain mandates that you have to do that, that scientifically uh, science would disprove their mandate. Like even the social distancing issue, you know, who comes up with that distance, right? So uh, we know that, that, 
these pastors that are taking a stand are doing what God says because the Bible tells us we have the apostles as our example. It is better to obey God rather than man. That's exactly right. Well, Pastor Coates is certainly um, still in the forefront of this case there in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And I know that many of you have been listening to us, have been following this and, and asking about it. And uh, so we want to, <clears throat> excuse me, we wanted to bring this to you this morning. Uh, as an update, I want you to specifically to pray that God will turn the heart of this judge who right now uh, is is strictly following the caprice of uh, these health officials there in Alberta uh, to say, you know, hey, you can't meet. And regardless of what, quote, the scriptures sure. say, regardless of what the Bible says, they're still saying we are greater in, in our opinion, than the, what the scriptures say. Amen. <clears throat> so that needs to be turned, uh, turned you know, to the better, uh, that, that God's man and God's folks would prevail here, and the, and the Lord himself would prevail here with regard to this. So we're asking you to continue to pray. It is interesting to note that the government there has had 15 months to produce any kind of evidence concerning that. And pastor, you mentioned it and they have not produced one shred scientific or medical, no, yeah. nothing whatsoever. And yet on the whim of this, um, this, uh, official there in, uh, in Edmonton, they have, uh, they have continued this trial and pretty much said, pastor Coates, your rights don't matter. Yeah. And, um, so anyhow, with that in mind, I wanted to, to bring that to your attention this morning. And there are other information that is available. You can go to the website at simply, uh, www.jccf.ca. And that is the justice center for constitutional freedoms in Canada. And you can follow up with that. This morning, brother, uh, Mr. Adam Matthews, councilman from the city of Lebanon, Ohio, I want you to welcome, I want to welcome you to Wheat Among the Tares this morning. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Thank you very much for having me on. Adam, we, um, this is a, this is a, a story and I have, uh, we've talked briefly between ourselves concerning this, but, uh, the city of Lebanon recently has become a sanctuary city for the unborn. And uh, this is a particular uh, situation and movement, uh, could, should I say, across the country right now, that towns and cities of various sizes are becoming uh, what is termed as a sanctuary city of the unborn. And uh, what particularly caught my attention, uh, Councilman, with this is the fact that uh, Lebanon is not a small city. I know some of the smaller uh, towns out in Texas particularly have taken this on and they have uh, become uh, sanctuary cities for the unborn, but um, Lebanon, Ohio is a, is a good-sized town, and uh, so we wanted to talk to you about it and Adam, first of all, if you would tell us a little bit about how this whole matter came to uh, the mayor and the council's attention to start with. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, Lebanon's a good-sized town. We have about 20,000 people in it, and we're the heart of the 
County, and the way it came was a young gentleman uh, of from India, adopted out of the slums there, and living locally, approached one of our city council members, uh, Councilman Doug Shope, and said, this is something that we really could do. Uh, Councilman Shope reached out to me uh, as another believer on council and an attorney, the only attorney on council, to check on the political prudence as well as the legal standing on whether this ordinance would achieve the goals we wanted in a way that stands on the side of life while also uh, withstanding the challenges that may come from it legally. I do know in uh, in, in reading the article here um, that um, there was much in the way, and Pastor, I know we both made a comment before we went on the air here, about the fact that, that there was a lot of initial controversy uh, about this. And um, it, so anyhow, fill us in, first of all, when you were first approached about this, you discussed it. Uh, how did the initial discussion go among uh, the members of council there? For those that we believe were going to be in favor, it went very quickly. These were short conversations, and all of us see the worth in protecting the dignity of life at no matter what stage or age. And uh, we moved forward pretty quickly getting it on the agenda. There was one council member who uh, we thought would disagree. She made her point known at a first meeting when we were putting it on the agenda. And instead of trying to persuade us, she uh, resigned. Uh, it's unfortunate. She's done a lot of good things uh, before being on council and a good public servant. We disagree on things, but she uh, did resign. But otherwise, we put it up for public comment. We had a four-hour-long meeting uh, open to the public, anyone inside, outside the city. We know that being on the cutting edge out here in Ohio, that this does have impact outside of our city limits, and so we're willing to have others come in, uh, whether it's for or against. And after that, we, we took our vote and outlawed abortion procedures within our city. Amen. And from what I understand, it was a unanimous vote uh, on the city council there, correct? Correct. It, after the resignation, it was unanimous. And the four-hour testimony in front of us, it was over three to one in favor of the ordinance uh, for the people that were there. We know that the people in the greater community were behind us and have been supportive. Uh, even with some of the discussions, it's now been two weeks, we had someone at our last council uh, meeting last night say they've seen what we're doing. They're moving from another town in Ohio to live here uh, because of the, the, the moral stance we've taken. And they have friends from California that are looking now to they were looking to leave California and are going to be moving to Lebanon, Ohio because of this. You know, it's very clear in the scriptures, Pastor, and uh, and uh, Adam, just from the standpoint of Exodus 20, 13, it says, thou shalt not kill. Yeah, amen. And and it's, it's not, that's not even up for discussion uh, based on God's law. I, I thought about something this morning here as I was driving here. Um, 
I, I was, uh, I observed a vehicle, uh, that was coming in from a side street and the, the vehicle, the driver totally disregarded the stop sign because <clears throat> there was no traffic, you know, observed to coming. And so just blasted right on through the stop sign. Mm-hmm. Now, being formerly in law enforcement myself, I have told a number of people that I said that stop sign doesn't mean if there's no other no other traffic coming, it still means what it says regardless of the day or the hour sure. or the time or whatever the case may be. So it's not up to the driver to decide whether or not uh, that is in in place. Or not, sure. Yeah, it's yeah, it, it, exactly. So. I thought about that and I thought about, you know, people that decide, you know, hey, it's their whole argument is it doesn't matter what Exodus 2013 says, thou shalt not kill. Uh, What it matters to them and councilman, I know that you, there was a lot of controversy outside of what was going on um, outside the building, should I say. I know there was protesters out there um, as far as both sides of the fence. And, uh, and I thought about just from the standpoint of the caveat that people today decide whether or not, you know, it's, it's up to them how they feel about it. And, and pastor, you mentioned that a while ago in the coach case sure. about how, you know, this, this person, this, this uh, person up in Canada decides, you know, this health official decides, well, this is how we feel about it, regardless of what the scriptures say, number sure. one. Uh, Councilman, how did the situation as far as the controversy outside, and I know there was, uh, I saw pictures outside of one, how did that go as far as, um, as far as affecting what um, people were saying inside and overall how it affected the council there? We of course saw the people that had that Planned Parenthood and others had created using a Facebook group. Uh, there were some local, many outside uh, of our city that had come, and we acknowledge that people are going to disagree with this. Uh, but even with that, you saw the media taking pictures of those protests right outside the city hall, but throughout the city at multiple parks, we had dozens of people praying for us uh, that that we be inspired, that we be guided. Uh, and we knew that was going on as well. Uh, and in a way, the types of arguments from the protests further gave us resolve when the people that came and were in support of the ordinance told us their stories of I had a baby when I wasn't ready. I, I myself was a product of assault. Uh, I came from hard things, and you could see the love and pain, love and hardship that had then been redeemed into a good and holy life. Whereas those that had, that were against the ordinance, came with, a, yes, a lot of concern for women in difficult situations but also a great deal of I am in charge of what shall be done. And we are not made in that way. We are made to be interdependent. We are made to rely on one another and rely on God and to take care of one another. 
and with the gifts of of life of grace that creates a responsibility for those that have been put in our charge amen well it is always a blessing to see in our country uh, when a state um, or a city a town takes a righteous stand biblically Amen. Um, it, it's great that we can say it's a, a moral stand but it's greater than just a moral stand it's a biblical stand yes it is um, that derives from from our god and also you know just uh to know that there's righteous people that are in council making decisions which is a blessing because there's so many folks that have not a biblical concept or precept and they're making laws just on their opinions or how they feel with no, with no guideline, um, to lead them and guide them. So I'm thankful for you, uh, councilman that, uh, you know, folks that, that know the Lord and know what's right. And I get, I, th- I see here, the mayor there is uh, miss Amy Brewer and she, uh, as well, uh, for this and for the sanctuary city, maybe you can comment on her just a little bit. She's fantastic. Uh, a strong leader. She's been the leader of our community for, I believe, 18 years now as mayor, 32 years on council, and really understands what the, the people here want and also what they need. She's was able to run that meeting uh, with Grace, having people that she taught come up and say incredibly vile things to her, uh, and and running it in a way that showed a respect and dignity, whether people agreed or disagreed. Honestly, she, we had a very strict three-minute uh, statement time, and then also after people spoke, People weren't supposed to clap or boo or give anything. More often than not, she was keeping the rules against people that were in support of the ordinance to show that respect, that we are listening to everyone. We may disagree, uh, but there is a place to love good and establish justice in the gate, establish justice in the city, and that is what we were planning on doing. Um, Go ahead. That was it. Okay. What I was going to say, Councilman, was, um, you know, just how things are handled, number one. And number two, that um, regardless, many times, you know, in the fairness of things, um, those of contrary opinions many times still accuse uh, situations of not being, quote, handled fairly. And before what you described, uh, Mayor Bruce, you did exactly what she was supposed to do there. Um, as a as a matter of record, uh, right now there are no abortion clinics in Lebanon, and uh, from based on this article, and none planned. Uh, I think that's a marvelous thing. Um, there's a quote here uh, from uh, a lady, Stephanie Baker. Uh, the state organizing director for Planned Parenthood Advocates of Ohio. And she said this, the residents of Lebanon deserve leaders who listen to the needs of community members rather than playing politics with people's lives and health, which I thought was a fairly blatant statement considering what you and what you've described here of how things were handled, open to the public, 
um, and the the overall opinion of the people there, which you represent, as you mentioned, was three to one in favor of becoming a sanctuary city. As a result of that vote, uh, what does now the ordinance that you created, what does it stipulate? So the first thing it stipulates is there is no punishment of the mother. Uh, we we know that a, a lot of times they are in a crisis situation, and we do not want to add to that. In those, those types of things, even if Roe is overturned, and hopefully it is, uh, there is still going to be the demand for mercy, for relationship, and for support of these people. Um, and so that's the first thing it does. The second is it prevents any abortion procedure, uh, which includes the two-dose uh, later abortion pill that requires an ultrasound before prescription uh, from being performed within the city limits. It, it does not prevent people from leaving the city and going to the abortion clinics that are near Cincinnati or Dayton. It does not hamper in any way protest, hamper in any way First Amendment rights. And it really, in the way that we wrote it, does not challenge Roe or Casey. But it says these things can happen, but not through us. And what you're going to do is make sure that that is enforced. Um, Just from the standpoint of any follow-up from a countermeasure situation such as Planned Parenthood or anybody right now that has uh, threatened uh, the city with with a lawsuit? Has anything like that occurred yet? We've had those news stories that you've seen, but it's been on the books and enforced uh, for over two weeks now and there's been no lawsuit. We uh, followed the model of the other cities that have done this. Of those, only the, the first dozen in Texas were challenged. All of those lawsuits were withdrawn or dismissed to the point that the ACLU and others did not even challenge the next dozen in Texas. Uh, and the most recent one, a very difficult case in Lubbock, Texas, where there was a brick-and-mortar clinic within the city limits when they passed it, the the challenge to the ordinance for that one was also dismissed. And so the ordinance is now enforced. Uh, And they are no longer providing abortions at that facility. That's great. And, yep. That, that is a blessing to hear because of the fact that uh, I read a little bit about that. What was specifically the challenge in Lubbock, Texas? Uh, can you speak to that as far as what the um, Planned Parenthood and ACLU, what, were they, what was their specific challenge on that? I can only say what I've read. Uh, the My understanding of it was the clinic there had specific standing and the government was taking something away that was already existing compared to where we are, which is preventative sure. and there not being any clinic within our limit, our city limits. So 
there is not an increased uh, burden. The abortion jurisprudence that is set up by Roe and Casey says the state cannot provide for an undue burden on women to try to procure an abortion. And for the city of Lebanon, a month ago, there were no abortion clinics within the city. And now there are no abortion clinics within the city. And in a month, there will be no abortion clinics within the city. And a month ago before the ordinance was passed, that was not an undue burden. And keeping the exact same level of access is also not it cannot be any increased burden, right. and therefore not an undue burden. Right. So we we fulfill our constitutionality uh, requirements there, uh, and Lubbock had a different situation. Well, in either case, both uh, with Lubbock and with Lebanon, uh, we say amen and glory to God for the fact that uh, both of these cases um, have been, uh, in other words, just the fact that that uh, there are no abortions now in either one of those uh, locales is a blessing. And folks, if you're if you just tuned in and listening, we're talking with uh, Councilman Adam Matthews. He is of the city of Lebanon, Ohio. Uh, Councilman, I wanted to ask just one final question to you, and uh, I wanted to find out if. You described earlier about uh, several individuals that approached and said, you know, we're going to be moving to Lebanon because of the action that, that you have taken. Um, have any other uh, municipalities, et cetera, have they contacted you directly about, you know, what you did and what they can do to, to do this same thing? Have, have you had any uh, speaking with anybody concerning that? Yes, sir. We have had numerous other towns in Ohio, uh, some close by, some further away, that are looking at doing this, making the steps to also say, not through us. We have a duty to protect our our families, a duty to protect uh, our most vulnerable. And we are willing uh, the myself and others on council are willing to go help these other cities so that we can be there together. Uh, and we have been given a great deal of grace. Uh, all of our virtues come through grace, including any, any semblance of, of courage, but it is helpful to be, as you said, be in community, be in to, be together because it does make it easy, easier to express that virtue. It does, for sure. Pastor? I have a question, Councilman. Um, in the uh, ordinance, um, as far as what I understand, that if there's a violation of an abortion done within city limits, that there is a punishable fine and repercussion of up to six months in jail or a $1,000 fine if an abortion took place in a clinic or somewhere is that only punishing the doctor? Um, because it seems like the exemption that for the pregnant woman who seeks an abortion, there's no prosecution. So that would be nothing for the woman and only something for the doctor. How does that work? Correct. It would only be on the, on the doctor, on the provider, and those that assisted it. There is nothing, and it is specifically called out, as nothing in this can be read to uh, be, prosecute the mother. 
only on those that are that are otherwise involved P- providing okay. their service absolutely councilman it has been a pleasure to talk to you sir i think um just from from what i have read uh, about sanctuary cities around the country as far as for the unborn uh, uh lebanon was uh, i think number 28 or 29 somewhere in that uh, that count and uh, and i know that that is increasing uh regularly and uh, and i trust your comments there from the standpoint of other uh, localities and municipalities contacting you about that i our prayer is that that will continue to uh increase uh pastor is going to pray with you before we go uh for he certainly wants to pray for wisdom concerning the council there and that god would guide you uh, now, Lord, we thank you for the city council there in Lebanon, Ohio. Thank you for their righteous stand, for their love for life, and Lord, for the love for the life and health of the unborn, uh, being the voice of the unborn that can't Amen. defend themselves. And Lord, our country uh, is so bloody with uh, shedding innocent blood. And we know that we as a people have faced your judgment in this country because of it, because you hate the shedding of innocent blood. And I want to thank you for, uh, Lord, people in places of authority that can make laws that will take a righteous stand, even with all the, uh, Lord, the conflict that may come their way, the rising up against them. And I pray that you'll bless Lebanon, Ohio for their stand, bless the mayor there and the council and Lord, I'm thankful for, uh, Lord, for your love, uh, Lord, for forgiveness. And I pray for, uh, Lord, uh, the folks uh, there that are standing against this ordinance, that you'll open their eyes, that you will help them to see, uh, Lord, and have a love and sanctity for life and for the unborn, that you'll take the blinders off of their eyes that Satan has put on and that you'll help them to see the righteous cause. And we thank you for it now. In the name of your son, the Lord Jesus Christ, we ask it. Amen. Amen. Councilman Adam Matthews, we appreciate you joining us today. It has been such a blessing to have you, and uh, we trust God's blessing is upon uh, you and the city of Lebanon, Ohio's council. Again, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, and God bless. Have a good day, sir. Well, Pastor, certainly uh, the uh, what has happened as far as in the city of Lebanon, Ohio, and other places around the country concerning the sanctuary cities of the unborn, we're trusting that that will continue Amen. to increase. It would really be a blessing. You said it yourself in the closing prayer there that uh, our country is such a bloody country when it yes, comes sir. to the innocent blood. And uh, God can't forgive that until we start doing something Amen. about that. Amen. Folks, pray for that and pray for our country. Continue to pray for our those that are in authority over us that uh, that we may lead that quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. It's been our pleasure to have you this morning here on Wheat Among the Tares. We're here every Wednesday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. We appreciate you joining us. Put it on your calendars for next Wednesday morning as well, and we trust to see you then. God bless you, and have a wonderful day.